Hi. I'm the weirdly high quality enhanced footage of a doorknob being turned three times. Hi, I am a wall collage made by somebody who has something seriously wrong with them, Sarah. And welcome to Queer Middle Minds, the podcast where two sapphics get drunk, watch an episode of Criminal Minds, and then talk about it. Tonight we're watching season one, episode two, Compulsion. There will be spoilers, so if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it now and come back here later or don't. I'm not your dad, but you know who is? Jason Gideon. Okay, so we open with a recap. We do, because we left the last episode with Gideon at a gas station encountering the footpath killer who is a white guy in his 20s with an American-made truck who has a stutter and also kills. (laughs) I forgot. Gideon, like, hears that the guy has a stutter, sees all of the weird creepy photos of his victims the guy has on the wall behind him, and there's, like, this awkward stare-off for about 30 seconds of just dead silence. And I'm like, no wonder this dude came after Gideon. Yeah. Also, there's there's a shot... <laughs> there's a shot of him clearly noticing Gideon's gun, and he's like, hmm, fuck. Sorry, I just picked my straw out of my cup there's an ice cube stuck to it because it's a metal straw. Good content. Um, Sarah and I are on video tonight, so we can yes. see each other. We, we couldn't last week. No. <laughs> just For some reason, week. we decided to not look at each other at all during the first episode. I made a note that the footpath killer looks like Adam Driver. I wrote, well, I didn't write, but I'll, every time I watch this episode, I think if this guy was less greasy, I would probably be like, just not like any other part of him, but just like physically right. attracted to him. Right. If he was like less greasy and not a murderer. That's so scary. Like if I saw this actor in something else, I'd probably be like, yeah. You're that close to being attracted to Adam Driver. <laughs> I for about 30 seconds after seeing Force Awakens, I was attracted to Adam Driver. And then I was like, just kidding. <laughs> also, people, don't be mad at me. I'm a lesbian and I'm allowed to bully Adam Driver. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. It's fine to be attracted to Adam Driver. Um, I'm not. It was inevitable that I would briefly be considering I was attracted to Benedict Cumberbatch in junior high. But we all have flaws. We do all have flaws. Mine is being in love with Aaron Hotchner. <laughs> That's it, nothing else. Otherwise, I am a perfect human being. The second Paxton started being like, well, I don't think Hodge is, like, attractive, but you knew. You knew. He's, yes, I, you do. I stand that he is not, he's, he's just a dude. Listen, it's okay to be attracted to just some guy. It's great news for all of the just some guys in this world. <laughs> Unfortunately, on on um only on a physical level is Hotch just some guy. Emotionally, he's so much more for you. On well, on every other level, he is raising the bar so high for dudes everywhere. So get it together. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Gideon is a is is just a shithead mm-hmm. to this dude. I don't even I didn't even write down what he said, but yeah. he says something sassy. The footpath killer just starts like throwing him around. Which is hilarious because the footpath killer is like this shrimpy little dude and Gideon is Mandy Patinkin, who is not a shrimpy little dude. No, he's a Nico Montoya. 
Um, yeah, so the footpath killer makes Gideon throw his gun away. He's like, who are you? And Gideon's like, well, here's my badge. I'm an FBI agent. And the footpath killer throws a tantrum. Yeah, and he's like, what do you know about me or whatever? Like, what do you know? And Gideon's like, I know everything. I know who you killed. And I know how you did it. And this whole time, he's like so sweaty. And it's a close up on his face. And he's blinking so weird. And then Gideon's like, I know the thing that nobody else knows or whatever. I can't yeah. remember. You know something that no one's ever been able to tell you, which yes. is a classic criminal minds quote. Reed says it to a dude later. Yeah, it's usually bullshit. Anyway, the episode where I fell in love with Aaron Hodger, ironically enough. <laughs> but we'll but, get there. <laughs> yes, but Gideon's like, I know why you stutter, which is the whole thing about the footpath killer. Is that yeah. stutters? But then we cut to, it turns out this is a flashback, of course, and that Gideon is being interviewed by, like, other FBI people. They're like trainees. Yeah, probably. And then Elle Greenway pokes her head into the room, and she's just sort of like, hey, what's up? And the trainees leave, and she's like, so why did he stutter? And Gideon is <laughs> like, no, you tell me. You're a member of the BAU now. Why don't you tell me why he stutters? And then we cut to like the bullpen area. Yeah. And Reed has, I have very few notes from this section. One of them is about JJ. But before that, um, Reed is like sitting at his desk with a little like chessboard and Gideon walks by and like puts him into check and is like checkmate in three moves. And Reed is like, how does he do it? Oh, God. Oh, fuck. How could this happen to me? He always hates me. And yeah. Morgan's like, you gotta think outside the box. Yeah, and then Elle shows up and she's like, don't you want to know about the footpath killer? And Morgan's like, yeah, but he doesn't want to tell anybody because he wants you to figure it out yourself. Yeah, he, it's basically Gideon has told every single member of the BAU to figure, out, figure it out themselves and nobody has. Yeah, and then, and then, okay. our beloved... JJ shows up. My wife, JJ, and it is so fucked up to see her dressed up. I said, like Barbie and or Sharpay from uh, from High School Musical, but like palette swapped because she's wearing like blue. Yeah. But she she looks so very like legally blonde. Yeah, they play her to be a very like weird, fast-paced, preppy businesswoman. Which, like, never is true anytime else. No. No. But, She's a little happy, but, like, yeah, in they, a relaxed way. Yeah. JJ is, like, the, the nice popular girl in high school. Mm-hmm. Who, who, like, just genuinely likes everybody. Yeah. But basically, since Elle is new, JJ introduces herself to Elle, and then she walked past... She... Fuck, hang on. She walks past Hodge. My shirt is really hidden, yeah, huh? It was the vodka. Anyway, JJ walks past Hotch and um, he's like, did you see it? And he's like, yeah, but I think everybody should. And that's when we go to like the round table room. And, but he specifies BAU team round table room, which I think is the only time anybody refers to them as the BAU team. And yeah. not just the BAU. <laughs> Never happens again. Anytime after that, he's just like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My guys and friends and bros hey. and my members of the polycule. Hey, all of my boyfriends and girlfriends. And my dad. And my dad. And my and my boyfriend's ex-boyfriend, Jason Gideon. 
Jason Gideon is not allowed to be part of the polycule because he's too busy being everybody's dad. Especially Reed's, as we've seen, as we already see in this episode with the chess game. Mm -hmm. So they they cut to the round table room. It's an it's an arson case on a campus somewhere. Oh wait, I wrote it down. Oh my god. Hang on. Bradshaw College, Arizona. Okay, so it's a arson case in Arizona, and they're watching yeah. a video from a camcorder because it's 2005. They're watching a video that this kid, that this student of Bradshaw College took on his camcorder, and it's of another building being on fire. Yes, and his roommate's yes. like, "Bro, bro, it's just um ru- rush week or whatever." Yeah, and he's like, "There's always fires during rush week," and I'm like, "Just insane." <laughs> I think I'm more drunk than last. I don't even know that I'm more drunk than last time. I'm just um having. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. <sighs> Which have you? That's a TikTok audio. It took me until like a week and a half ago to realize that uh, the TikTok audio of the guy going, "I'm just in a silly, goofy mood," was Shamar Moore. <laughs> Holy fuck! Are you yeah. full? Are you fully integrated into Criminal Minds TikTok now? Should I pray for you? I'm, I'm not fully integrated into Criminal Minds TikTok. I get like one every two weeks, maybe. I got one that was, it was the college that Shamar Moore is an alumni of. And it was this girl's mom. They had like a banner of him. Oh, on. yeah. And then the the only other one I got was somebody cosplaying Reed, which one of my other friends then sent to me. I love the way that people assume that you would uh, be attracted to Reed, but... In the yeah. end, we know the truth, which is that Paxton is only attracted to terrible men. <laughs> Just kidding. Hodge isn't <laughs> terrible, but he is. I, listen, guy. I, I, if Reed was a real life man, uh-huh. he asked me out it and wanted me to work. be his girlfriend. No, it would work. I would date Reed. Uh-huh. If, if Hodge was a real life man and asked me out, I would panic and be so weirded out is the funny thing that's true well i mean reed just this feels like closer in age so i feel like if hodge asked that's you out true. you'd be like the age gap fucks me up if yeah. emily prentice asked me out i'd be like baby i thought you'd never ask anyway anyway holy fuck where are we so the it's the camcorder oh yeah okay so the other building is on fire and there's the rush yes. week comment and then they he, He's like, bro, look. And there's, like, liquid coming in under the door. Yeah. And there's a shadow, and he's like, I think someone's outside. Yeah. Because the doorknob turns. His roommate's like, I think it's... I shouldn't be laughing. This is terrible. His roommate's like, I think this is... I think it's gasoline. And then, like, immediately catches on fire because he's standing in the gasoline. And then his friend is like, no, Matt, bro. (laughs) And he's just like, put me out, put me out. Yeah. I got you, bro. I'm assuming they're both dead. Presumably. At least the one that was on fire. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like weird that the camcorder survived, but neither of the dudes did. But I guess smoke inhalation more than anything. We get the we get the actual opening theme in like montage this time. Yes, um, I said Morgan is from this episode because he's like holding a lighter and he does that later. <laughs> what did you say? I uh, know. I just said intro theme. Finally, even though it's been one episode. <laughs> just, I also said uh, that they have a plane quote this time they figured out yes. they should do the quotes when they're on a plane usually yes and it's it's gideon quoting albert einstein imagination is more important than knowledge and then there's more to the quote that i didn't write down yeah i did well you better than me i just wrote plain quote classic einstein about the imagination 
So they're talking about arsonists on the plane. Yes. Um, also, Reed is setting up his chess board. Chess is a big theme. And also thinking outside of the box because I don't know if you have noticed yet by the one episode, but um, Criminal Minds is not a subtle show. <laughs> It's not a subtle show at all. Anyway. Chess is a huge, huge theme for this show. This is the first time that it comes up. So, uh, I almost said Chess is setting up his Reed board. <laughs> no! Reed is setting up his chess board. Yeah. And they're talking about arsonists. And yes. they're like, usually arsonists are dudes. Ages like 17 to 25. So they're like, oh, he's a college student. They know he's a college student. The dean mentioned... That fire starting materials, uh, or oh, wait. no, wait, here, I got you. No, okay, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm important part before that because it's so yes. good. So, they establish that the rate of fires being set is increasing, and that they do the stats on arsonists, which is mostly like men aged 17 to 25. And then yeah. they just go and talk to the dean of students at Bradshaw, and yes. it cuts they, to them on campus. I have this written down. Yes. I didn't I didn't mark where I switched over. Oh. And um so it's the entire BAU like strutting into this building and Gideon is like, try not to look official. And then there's like two seconds of dead silence and he goes, try to look less official. Yeah, because um Hodge, Morgan, and L are all wearing full yeah. suits and sunglasses, which is just so fucking funny. You're I already didn't... calling him Hodge. <laughs> I think I always call him Hodge. I just don't like to pronounce hard consonants or vowels so because funny. I am so Amer. It's just, it's just all of my regional dialects. Be nice to me. If anybody was confused as to why the title of the last episode was Hodge instead of Hotch, it's because it's when big- I was editing the last episode, I was like, wow, Sarah so quickly devolves from Hotch into Hodge, which is a different man. I don't know him. Saying Hotch takes so much more effort. <laughs> and, and that's effort that the Mike's Hard does not let you have. No, 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 no. So they are talking to the Dean and she yes. mentions, she is so pretty. She's this black it's lady. True. She has like light blue eyes and she is stunning. I don't know who you are. Chef's kiss. You're gorgeous and a fantastic actress. Good job. I think that Criminal Minds possibly is just like full of MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> and am I wrong? I think I hit the space bar on my computer by accident. I was just, just interrupted by Mandy Patinian going, previously on Criminal Minds. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Um, Criminal Minds is full of MILFs. Absolutely. Yes, correct. The fire starting materials were stolen a day before each fire was set. Correct. So they're like, there might be a fire set today. I guess shit was stolen yesterday. The day before, yeah. They're talking about arsonists. They are uh, and how arsonists are motivated by sex and power. Yes, and- I said, sorry, because Hodge and Reed are talking, they're at the crime scene and they're talking about, like, the latest fire, and Reed is like, why wouldn't he watch, like, why would he set a fire he couldn't watch, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the whole conversation, but all I know is that Hodge is like, yeah, it's all about, well, he doesn't say it's all about, he just says, sex and power and a complete deadpan and i thought that was just so funny i was like this is so fucked up (laughs) and then we cut to morgan and he's in the last building where the fire was set which is presumably where hotch and reed also are Uh uh-huh but he's like outside and the way the storm is set up there's like a courtyard in the middle sorry i made a comment about this storm all of the doors 
So the rooms on this dorm are exterior doors, which I They're think is so doors. fucked up. Southern schools, please tell me why you have exterior hallways. It's so wrong. Get some help. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, we're both from the north. <laughs> <laughs> There's but, snow here and weather. Yeah. Morgan is, like, standing out in one of the exterior hallways, and he's like, if I was the arsonist, he's role-playing. They still haven't called it that yet, but he's role-playing. Oh, it's soon. It's soon. He's like, if I was the unsub, where would I set the fire? I'd set it in the basement so the upper levels could be, uh, I almost said storage. Kindling? Fuel! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. She's applauding me. He's like, I'd set it in the basement so the upper levels could be fuel. So why would I set it on the third floor? And I don't remember what his conclusion is or if he even has one. I don't um, think he does. I don't he's just, hmm, strange. I think we cut to... Wait, did we touch on... No, we didn't get there yet. Sorry, you're correct. Do we cut Do we cut to Ellen Reed? Or yes. Do we cut to... Okay. That's Ellen what I Reed... we missed. No, okay. Ellen Go. Reed are in whatever room that they've set up as like their their base of operations. Yeah, and their group room. Ellis Ellis talking about how like this, you know, the unsub is like a weirdo and like he doesn't have a social life. And she's like, this guy doesn't go on dates. He doesn't go to parties. He doesn't know how to talk to women. Yeah, he doesn't know how to talk to women. And the camera cuts to Reed, who looks like so like called out and uncomfortable. And it comes back to Ellis. She's like. And of course, he's a total psychopath. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Which anybody who's seen Criminal Minds knows that scene, especially anybody who is in love with Spencer Reed, which is a good portion of people attracted to men. Actually, I don't know if it's dudes. Dudes, are you in love with Spencer Reed or is it just women? I don't know. All of you, I support you, but think about your actions. I think it's, I think being attracted to Spencer Reed is fine. Um, it if is people are fine. so weird about it yes that's what i mean it's like it's fine to be attracted to spencer reed but stop being freaks about it i'm worried (laughs) for you like you know what it's okay to be in love with a criminal minds character we all do it you to (laughs) we all do it i am begging you to have like accurate characterization for a criminal minds character maybe that's just the english major and author in me talking no, because I'm, I'm a shitty little stem boy, and I still think that you should um think about yeah, your but you've been you've been friends with an English major and author for That's the past true. ten years. Anyway, then we go to us. Gideon is talking. No, to what? the dean again. Yes, Wait. Gideon is talking to the dean. They're in some building. Gideon sees one college student lighting up a cigarette. And I thought he was having a flashback, but I realized later it's just him it visualizing. Just yeah, he's visualizing very hard. And then a girl just tries to take a drink out of the water fountain. And yes. the water is off. And she's like, what the fuck? The water fountain isn't working. And Gideon's like shit and is like trying and he's like looking to see if the water fountain is broken and he realizes that the water is off and he has another brain blast yes more firefighters and then he's like he's like he pulls the fire alarm and he's like everybody's got to get out of here and meanwhile we've got this scene is intercut with a professor Mm -hmm. who we later find out is a chemistry professor i think so Probably. probably um do not remember his name but he like walks into his office. Wallace, maybe. Wallace. It is Wallace. It's it's Doctor Wallace or Professor Wallace, whatever. He like opens the door to his office and he like sniffs the air because he smells something and he like sees that, that there's a stain underneath the door to like his 
closet in his office and he opens it up yes. and he flips flicks the light switch and he gets like hit with like sparks um and then the building is on fire yes the the light bulb explodes it's the fire starter and it gets yeah. in his eyes and he gets set on fire gideon has pulled the fire alarm grabs a fire extinguisher and he's brinting to put out the fire in the office and he's like he's like breaking the glass of the office window to try and save yeah. this guy and morgan like <laughs> morgan shows up and grabs him and wait hang on i i wrote about this i will remember yeah okay so morgan and i are leaving they hit the fire alarm morgan runs to save gideon um yes. he finds him grabs him and starts dragging him away and gideon starts yelling there's somebody in there and he then he sprays the fire extinguisher he's holding once just in like a fit of rage (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then we cut to hotch sprinting across like the quad sunglasses on there's a fire in there it's hot it's like weird weird bau baywatch bau watch (laughs) and hotch uh Hotch and Ellen Reed get there as like Morgan is dragging Gideon out completely and Hotch realizes that the unsub is probably going to be watching the fire and so he has Elle like take pictures yes. of everybody watching. With I think the literal digital camera I owned as a child. I didn't even see the digital camera. There's a solid chance I also had it. <laughs> It's literally just like every generic shitty silver digital camera and it was yeah. showing like crisp zoom-ins of like regular college dudes' faces and I was like, that's <laughs> not true. I owned that camera. It would be five pixels. Anyway, they are like, maybe we should evacuate the school um, and the dean is like, what's well, a big school? And Gideon's like, well, evacuating might speed up the murders and then gideon and l who is also there leave the room and then a student comes in and his name is jeremy if you want to know what he looks like imagine a jeremy (laughs) imagine a jeremy that's him does look like a jeremy um he looks like a jeremy he also reminds me he has the vibes of jared from dear evan hansen yeah. He's just kind of like a shithead. I feel like they're trying really hard to set him up as the unsub. They sure do. Well, okay, so he shows up to talk to the dean, and he's like, we want to help. I think we know how the killer did it, or whatever. And then they sort of do a musical sting and zoom in on him, and they're like, this is the unsub, which always means it's not, because usually the first guy is not it. Which is why the pilot is so weird, because the first guy is it. Is it? (laughs) And so he he's like a research assistant in the chem lab, and so he and his research assistant buddies are like, we want to help the investigation because we know how it how how the fire in the chem building or whatever happened. Yes, we know about chemical accelerants. Um, I (laughs) I have a bullet point here that just says sleepy hotch smiley face. Well, I have some stuff before they talk to the students, and it's that Gideon and Morgan Reed, Alan Hoshner, they're all in their group thinking room. Where Sleepy Hotch came in. And they're all thinking together very hard about um, the unsub and why the fires happen and stuff. This is the scene where Morgan has a shitty Bic lighter that's orange, and while he, he has um, a green screen profiler moment, 
where he gets to light his shitty lighter and talk in front of a green screen about arsonists. And then Elle also has a similar moment where she says that in addition to setting fires as a kid, he probably also has the other qualities of a narcissist, a narcissist, a narcissist. A narcissist which is... Um, no, no, she's saying he also <laughs> probably had the tendencies of a, a of um, homicidal. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, which are bedwetting and cruelty to animals. Yeah, and it's it's the homicidal triad, mm-hmm. but she says it homicidal triad. Love that for her. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, this is the scene where I, I just wrote, just sleepy Hotch. Yeah, and then Hotch just like, we're missing something. This isn't right. The profile isn't right or whatever. Gideon is like, what, because of two missing elements? And then Hodge once again says, just sex and power and a complete dead. <laughs> but then we cut to one of what I think is the funniest fucking scenes with Gideon ever, which really cements his character of being sort of like your favorite uncle based only on the fact that he is the least homophobic. And it is a scene where Gideon is outside at night on the college campus and a bicycle police patrol cop stops and is campus yes, patrol I think it's a student, student not like presumably. a not like a he's not like a city he's not yeah like, no he's not like campo who yeah, is like but um he yeah. bikes past and he's like oh wait sorry I didn't mean to startle you can I get your ID and Gideon shows him his ID and it's the FBI badge and he's like and he's like, oh, haha, you're one of those profilers, like, huh? That's so silly. And which Gideon's is so like, funny because nobody knows what a profiler is. I love when they're like, oh, you're a profiler, as if people know what that is. And Gideon's like, oh, you don't believe in profiling? And he's like, no, not really. And Gideon's like, your girlfriend's afraid yeah. you're going like, to break You're up playing with, with your like, necklace. And you would only do that if it was a gift or if you're not used to wearing jewelry also. Which is false because <laughs> I have two necklaces that I purchased for myself, one of them six years ago and the other one four years ago. And I play with both of them whenever they are accessible. Gideon, for somebody who has a team full of autistic and ADHD people, you sure don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Gideon, Gideon, who is also autistic. He's like, also, also your necklace is a Chinese symbol. That's a quote. It's multiple, yes. it is multiple about, symbols, by the way. I didn't even write down what it's supposed to mean. It's something about, like... It's a, it's, it translates it to forever yours. And that's sort of where that scene ends with the, the bicycle campo guy. Yeah. It's, it's fine, okay, we'll get follow-up on that one. Later. And then we cut to the research. Yes, page. and it's Reed and Hot. And they're, like... In the room. And Hotch is like, Reed, you're closer in age to these guys. I think you should, like, lead the introduction. Which he ha- just, it, I can't tell if it's him. Like, it's, you know what? He seems so sincere where he's like, I genuinely think this will be the best I option. Know. I think he is absolutely pulling a prank on I can't no. tell because Hutch is autistic. Hutch is doing that thing of like what my dad would do to me where it's like, I'm going to make you ask for extra sauce at the Burger King because this will be good for you. And it wasn't good for me. I- um, I think I think that Hotch <laughs> genuinely was like Reed is a twenty-two year old. Yeah. Obviously, no, college but... kids are going to relate more to him. It's it's Hodge being like twenty twenty-ish year olds relate more to Reed because people don't usually relate to me. But that's not because you're older. <laughs> it's just it's... because you and Reed both have autism. <laughs> Handshake meme. 
Um, Hotch fully forgetting that Reed is the most awkward man alive at this point, yes. even though we just had a joke earlier in the episode about it, is like, I think you should like explain to these kids yes. like, why we're here and what we need. And Reed stutters his way through like three sentences or rambles about how the BAU used to be the BSU. And Hotch is just finally like, okay, buddy, I got it. And it just kind of like very like succinctly explains why. They're yeah, there. he's like... Buddy, don't worry. I got you. We just want to know what you know, because apparently you know. Um, and then Jeremy is like, here's how the light bulb thing was made. You drill a hole in it. Well, okay, first of all, the thing is, is that Reed was holding a, a light bulb this whole time that he's floundering through his introduction. And when Jeremy is like, here's how the fire started, he takes the light bulb and he's like, you drill a, a hole through the side and you fill it with like... A gasoline or, like, a fire accelerant or whatever. But I'm just, like, they had to have Reed hold a a light bulb for this whole scene just so Jeremy could take it. Just so Jeremy could take it, and then Jeremy does, like, a thinking thing, and he, like, holds it Yeah, he's like, I have an idea to be a great time to take a semester off or whatever. But anyway, so Jeremy explains this, and then... Um, another student who's in the room, a girl, is like, yeah, you can find this sort of stuff. We found it later. Her name her name yes. is Clara. And Clara's like, you can find this sort of stuff on the net. Do you know how to make a Molotov cocktail? <laughs> and then she's like, it's whatever, whatever, and sugar. Whatever, and sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar from sugar. the supermarket. Sugar. And you and you can't see us. Uh, she she counts it off yes. on her fingers, which we are also doing. Um... And and they're like, huh, interesting. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> then when this is when Jeremy does his little thinking light bulb bit, and where he's like, it's be a great time to take a semester off. And then Hodge looks at him, and you know that Hodge thinks that possibly he is the answer. And then Hodge, Reed, and Jeremy all get into the same elevator, and the elevator stops, and Jeremy has to use a key because Jeremy's like, oh, these don't run after 10 p.m. And Hodge is like all suspicious, and he's like, why are you here after 10 p.m.? And he's like. A normal college student response, which is, are you kidding me? We all have projects. We yeah, have to be here. On the three-body problem. The three-body problem. I still understand what that is. I will not be looking it up. I will. Let me Google. Britannica. The three-body problem in astronomy, the problem of determining the motion of three celestial bodies moving under no influence other than that of their mutual gravitation. No joke. Why? They're... Sorry, sorry. No. It's an astronomy thing? Yes, it seems to be. They're chem students. Hold on, this is, this is, this is like Bradshaw, right? Yeah. No general. Is Bradshaw a liberal arts school? No general solution of this problem or the more general problem involving more than three bodies is possible as the motion of the bodies quickly becomes chaotic. So essentially the issue of the three-body problem is that you can't, um, determine the motion of three celestial bodies that only influence each other based on their own gravity because their movements become too bullshit to understand. Sorry, when you try to Google Bradshaw College, which I don't think is a real college, you get Terry Bradshaw, the football player, but apparently Terry Bradshaw's middle name is Paxton. Did you say Arizona? Y- yeah, and you get a bunch of stuff for scholarship. Bradshaw College Consulting. List of colleges and universities in Arizona on Wikipedia does not have a Bradshaw. Sorry, it's... Oh, wait, I think Bradshaw is the guy who consults. Because it's about Ivy League colleges, and there are no Ivy League colleges in Arizona. 
Bradshaw here. is not a real school. No. Anyway, anyway. Um, Bradshaw College is fake. These chem students are doing an astronomy problem for some reason. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's fine. So the three-body problem talk in the elevator, I believe that we cut to JJ in Garcia's... Yes, um, it's JJ and Garcia in Garcia's little computer cave hole. Yes. Yes. And they have a tip on the FBI tip line. It's a little robot voice saying... That says, I do this for... They think it says Karen. They think it says, I do this for Karen. They think it says, it does not. No, they think it says, Karen, I do this for Karen. It's not for Karen, we promise. But that doesn't stop them from interviewing every Karen on campus. Yeah, so they think it's Karen. So they assume it's a dude who is, like, obsessed with a girl named Karen. Obsessed with a girl named Karen sounds like a pop punk song. And he was fucking again. (laughs) I a pop punk song would sing about a Karen. Anyway. Did you hit? What? I keep hearing Jason Kitty go previously on Criminal Minds. I didn't hit anything that time. Did you oh, hear that? You, I didn't hear that, but you know what it might be? Hmm. Um, if you touch the side of my shitty wireless earbuds, they pause and play videos. <laughs> okay, so it's you brushing your hair behind your ears and making yeah, my hair like parties. slightly damp from my shower, so it might okay. be that. Sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. I just like... I keep hearing Jason getting go previously on Criminal Minds out of nowhere. And it's, throwing me, I'm, it's throwing me off my rhythm. Criminously on preview. <laughs> Mindlessly on Criminal Preview. That's straight up a plagiarized Yu-Gi-Oh! bridge joke. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Wait, Where hang on. We? Sorry, I lost my notes because I am on a tab for how to make loaded <laughs> potato soup in the Instant Pot. <laughs> Okay, so they think it's I do this for Karen. So they're interviewing girls named Karen, but we also get uh, Morgan is talking to Garcia and she mentions the Karen thing and he says, that's my girl, which is the first time he says that in the series. Um, and it's and it is not the last. Far from the last. Um, uh, Elle and Morgan are in- interviewing the Karens. Yes, they talk briefly about the footpath killer again, um, but it doesn't result in anything, and then they call in Karen number eight. And then... Gideon, back in the chemistry building. Gideon, they, 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 do the, they do the very dramatic Criminal Minds theme. Yes, he's reading all he the poster boards. The empty chem department, reading off the poster boards, and he runs into... Campo man again. Yes, he's looking at the three-body problem poster board. The criminal scene is playing. Campo man comes back. Campo guy's like, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you again. Gideon's like, no worries, I'm just looking at the poster board. And then Campo guy's like, I broke up with my girlfriend. I just no, Gideon, to Gideon, Gideon yeah. sees that Campo guy doesn't oh, have his necklace on anymore. Yeah. He's like, oh, did you break up with her? And he's like, and Campo kid's like, oh yeah, I realized I wanted to date somebody else. And Gideon's like, oh, I bet this is the guy who's in love with Karen. And he was like, what's her name? And Campo guy is like, Brian. And Gideon goes, I guess that's a good reason. And then how did she take it? And he's like, good. You know, if good meant, you know, saying that homosexuality is a sin and that I'm going to incur the wrath of God. God. And And this is when Gideon's like, brain blast number 12. He just under his breath goes, he goes, incur the wrath of god and then like speed walks in the opposite direction so because of incur the wrath of god yes we, we figure out that uh it's the motive not karen. is religious yes it's not it's karen they think it's karen 
It's 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 Charon. It's it's supposed to. It's I don't know if this is true. They say it's Hebrew for God's burning fire, and they talk about how they talk a lot about religious imagery, 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 and And God is the burning bush, or God is the pillar of fire, or God is, or wait, the pillar of fire. I don't think they mentioned the burning bush. I think they just say the pillar of fire. They talk about yes. God, and God is an all-encompassing fire. fire. Right. And then, no, uh, fuck, there's something else about from the Bible. Being tested in fire. Anyway. Yes, being tested um, in, yeah, somebody says being tested in fire and Gideon Morgan. says, don't jump to conclusions. And everybody yells at him. Yes. <laughs> this is when Reed establishes that the unsub is not a serial arsonist, but they have a very OCD. extreme case. Yes, of OCD, specifically religious OCD. Not, it's not called that. It's religious compulsion and obsession, which is yes. basically like they a pattern happens and they get so anxious about it they have to do something to relieve that. And for this person, it is setting fires. But Reed realizes this because he's like something is like bothering him about the the camcorder video, and so he goes back and watches it. And the door handle turning is turned three times, and he yes. rewatches it like. Eight times in a row, and he in he classic zooms in. He zooms in so far, and it's not possible for camcorders in two thousand and five. And that's where my intro came from. Yes, Criminal Minds love it. Loves it, and and fuck. Oh my god, the mic's harder. <laughs> anyway, Criminal Minds loves an enhanced footage thing, even though it's clearly not possible for the time yeah. period. They're just like. Fuck it, we need to see this doorknob turn. Uh, I've also written Reed's little short-sleeved button-ups are so terrible to witness. He looks like shit in this episode. Matthew, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I made true. I made two notes that are completely irrelevant, Please but I think are good. It's that first of all, Reed has really long fingernails. I assume this is because Matthew Gray Glubler. Matthew Gray Glubler is a model. But also sometimes because dudes don't just cut their nails, uh, source my brother. Anyway, second thing is that I wrote, I miss my pizza. Which is <laughs> because during this episode, I was eating a pizza, and then I finished the pizza, and I was sad. This is tragic. So, they realize that it's religious compulsion. Yes, based in threes. Yes, and not just threes, but a trinity of threes. So, yes. three threes. Three threes. And that's what makes the unsub anxious. Yes, because we learned this because in the video there were two fires set before Matt's fire. Matt's the frat bro, so that makes three fires total. The yes. doorknob was turned three times. Three times. I- literally don't remember what the third it's, three is. It was um, oh no, no. So the first so the first set of fires were it was like three AM no, it was it the was, third was it? It was three on. o'clock on the it third was 3 of March. PM on, the 3rd of March, so the 3rd month. So, yeah, Trinity of Three is 3 p.m. on March 3rd, and then the other one was that um, the the fire in Matt's room was set, bec- or no, sorry, the fire the fire in Dr. Wallace's office was because he was on the 3rd floor and Matt had him at 3 p.m. Yes, and he was office number 3. And he was office number 3. And it was so on Tuesday, threes. which was, oh no, so it was, it was the 3rd floor, on March 3rd, and then Wallace's office was office number three, and Matt had his class at 3 p.m. on Tuesdays, which Hodge is like the third, third day, of, day the week, of the week. If you go by Sunday being the first day of the week, which I think is fucked up. What do you think is the first day of the week, Monday? Monday. 
uh, listen, Monday, Tuesday. If you list the days of the week, do you start with Sunday? I don't know. I haven't had to list the days of the week since I was in preschool. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I learned the days of the week song, which is to the tune of the Adams Family, it started there's Monday and there's Tuesday. If somebody asked me what listen. the first day of the week was, I would say Monday. Well, yeah, because that's because we are like working adult age. Where like, when everything you- starts on a Monday. That's like, true. Why like when you're in school in the middle of the weekend. It's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so true, bestie. Were you just gonna say when you're in school the week doesn't start on Monday? Because that's bullshit. What is the no, first no. day that you have? No, I was gonna say because when you're in school the week does start on Monday. So I was gonna say even for people younger than us. Yes. Anyway, Tuesday's the third day of the week in Aaron Hotchner's mind, and apparently also in the mind of the unsub, which is Clara. Hotch realizes this because as we talked about, she said sugar three times in that one meeting. And 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 counted freeze on her fingers. And also, Hotch remembered that she had a ring on her finger that she was twisting around her finger in intervals of three. Morgan and Al are our, our, our investigative duo for this episode. I love them so much. Go to Clara's apartment. Yes. There is insane choral music playing in the background. <laughs> it is so, like... Okay. Okay. So the dorm is basically collaged. It's an off-campus apartment. Oh, okay. So they're in this room essentially, and it's collaged with like I don't know religious texts and and, like writing and shit. But I want to say the quote that Morgan says, (laughs) which is, which is, OCD. I'm thinking more like OMG, and then Elle says. OMG, like, she doesn't know what it means. Which, to be fair, is 2005. That's true. And then Morgan has to go, oh, my my God. God. (laughs) Yeah, I also wrote that down. And then they realize that it's not not Karen, and it's not Haron, it's Karon. Well, it is is Haron, because... It's she has this a whole bunch of shit on her walls, but there is Karen, yeah. the 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 fairy man to the underworld yes, in like Greek, Greek mythology. mythology. And then they talk about another guy named like Mol Mol Molisum Moloch Moloch Moloch, and he's Moloch. I know I know who Moloch is because of Alan Ginsberg. Moloch is a Canaanite deity who uh, people would like do human sacrifice to, specifically of their children. Uh huh. Yes. So yeah, there's also talking about Moloch. So it's like the three of them. Yeah. And they and they find out that Clara, as a child, lived at house number three three three. She survived the fire at sixteen. Her mother and her mother said she was tested by God and came out blessed or something like that. Yes. Which so, is a surefire way to fuck up your kid, by the way. Yeah, and so they, they realize that the when she sees a trinity of threes, she thinks it's God telling her to test whoever those threes are centered around, etc., etc., etc. Yes. We cut to the research team. Yes. It's, Sans Clara, obviously. Yes. G- getting well, into an elevator. Well, wait, first. Real quick, first. Oh, right, sorry. Morgan and Elle realize that Clara has about 30 homemade bombs stored in her apartment, so they start pulling all of the fire alarms and evacuating the campus, which is when this next part starts. Continue. Yes. Research team, without Clara, get into an elevator. Jeremy is on the phone with presumably his parent, and he's like, no, I'm not leaving. I have work to do, which, Mm -hmm. like, mood. 
There's um, fire extinguishers at the bookstore now. Yeah, he's like, I have a fire extinguisher. I they're selling it at the bookstore. Haha. Ha. And the elevator stops moving. Yes. Okay, so it's three students, Jeremy and two of their um group partners who are two girls. And then they're doing the three-body problem and they get stopped on the, on third, the third floor. floor. There you go, three threes. And the <laughs> we cut to um the room home base the group room the group room hotch calls gideon jason fucked up fucked up this like never happens i know the only person you ever hear hodge first name really is david rossi and he yeah, isn't he even here yet he, he he will occasionally first name other members of the team but like yes. never people who are like have more seniority than him because he mm-hmm. is so like professional except for rossi because they're like boyfriends right correct yeah but like hearing anybody call gideon jason is just so messed up i forget that gideon isn't his first name <laughs> right so hodge calls like, gideon like jason. is just gideon hodge calls gideon jason and then tells gideon that he can't reason with clara because right. ocd is inherently illogical yes it's impulsive not impulsive i can't remember what impulsive Compulsive. It's yeah. basically <laughs> that's what the C and OCD stands for. Yeah, I know. Basically, she can't use like a reason to prevent herself from doing the compulsion yeah. because it's a compulsion, and it's she's losing control of it, etc. Cut back to the kids. Back to the kids. They are. They managed to pry open the elevator doors as much as they can. Yes, they can't go very which far. Which isn't very far because there's like a safety mechanism or whatever. Yes. They're screaming for help. Clara finds them. And she's yes. like, guys, I'm here to help in like the creepiest possible way. And they're like, yes. go get the key from the office. Go get the key from the office. And she disappears. And they're like, maybe she's she going to get the key from the office. Cut to Morgan and Elle who are running through buildings trying to find her. Cut back to Clara. And I've written, yes. oh, oh, wait, Clara wait. Holding her flip flops. Yes, she's a saint while staring at a light bulb. Yes, also at this point, Hodge has some sort of like memory thing about how the elevator in the chemistry building doesn't work after 10. So he's like, people might be stuck there. So he goes to find those people. Yes. Uh, And also Clara tells the kids that God chose them and she starts throwing gasoline on them. And we know it's gasoline because they scream it's gasoline and they all have their mouths open because they're screaming. And I'm like, bestie, you're going to swallow gasoline. I was going to say, she says, she says on three gas bottles full of gasoline. She says the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. He starts spraying them with gasoline and they're all screaming with their mouth open, cowering in the corner. And I'm like, you realize that if you just walked forward and like grabbed the shit, you could probably like. I would also be very freaked out if I was stuck in an elevator and my good friend started throwing gasoline on me. If I was trapped in an elevator with you and Lily and Sean opened the door and said, I'm going to help you guys and then sent down three bottles of gasoline and sent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and started dousing us, I also wouldn't know what to do. Except I would because I I would have seen this episode of Criminal Minds and I would punch him out. That's fair. Once again, we are never trying to victim blame on this show. I just think it's funny that how when in distress, people don't ever think to do like the best possible thing. They just think I'm going to scream with my mouth open while gasoline gets thrown on me. Fight or flight takes over in Criminal Minds all the time. And it's like 95% flight and 5% fight. 
Well, it's, it's you know, fight. Holy shit, the mic's fight, harder. Fight, it, freeze. Yes, and a lot yeah. of the times on Criminal Minds, it's freeze. True, which, like, fair mood. But Yeah, um, honestly. So, yeah. Hotch, Hotch has his brain blast, which is the, the flashback that the uh, elevator would be shut off at this point. Uh, yes. And that there's probably people in there. Reed realizes that the third floor is under construction, and so nobody checked the third floor. So Hotch, like, sprints to the chem building and <laughs> finds Clara, who is holding, like, a road flare while on yes. her knees. Praying, and the road flare is lit. And despite what Hotch said to Gideon earlier, he starts trying to reason with her about how she doesn't need to do this. And he has his gun out, and she's like, I need to do it. I need to do it. And I think later they're like, he was just stalling. Yeah, Claire's like, I know that I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. Stuff like that. And when when Gideon, because Gideon also, somebody tells Gideon or whatever. Yes, he's and also so, busting it up to the third floor, but through yeah. a different way. And so Hotch is stalling for time, air quotes. Um, air quotes, genuinely trying to reason with somebody who knows who he can't be reasoned with. This is why I love him. Gideon shows up, Hotch shoots her in the thigh, and Gideon fucking sprints forward and like slams his foot down on the fuse to put out the road flash, yeah. which works. <laughs> Nobody catches on fire. <laughs> Excuse you. Did I burp? Yeah. <laughs> Immediately forgot. Anyway. Gideon puts out the road flare. Plain time. <laughs> Plain time. Elsa's, I figured out the stutter. And then Gideon's like, oh, and she's like, yeah, you only you only said you knew because you were buying time. Nobody really knows why stutters happen. And Gideon's like, don't die. And she's like, so what really happened at the convenience store? And he's like, well, I may not know why stutters happen, but I know how to provoke one. This is when we go back to the convenience store. Um, Mr. Adam Driver, the guy, the footpath killer. Holy fuck. Trumpy Adam Driver. Yes, the footpath killer is like, he sh- he brings Gideon to his evil collage of Polaroids, the second yes. evil collage in this episode, Which by is the on way. a fridge. Yes, and he's like... <laughs> Wait, hold on. One of the photos, they have like notes written around them, and one of them just says boy love above it. <laughs> it says boy love, good boy. Anyway, um... Um, the footpath killer is like 13, meaning people he's killed. And Gideon goes, we only found six. And the guy is like, are you impressed? And Gideon's like, yeah, I didn't think that you could count. Also, the profile said you were a chronic bedwetter. (laughs) So this is making the guy stutter more. And Gideon is like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Say it, say it, just spit it out. And the, this, the, I almost said this poor dude, he's a, he's a serial killer. The serial yeah. killer is like stuttering so bad and yeah. Gideon just rips the shotgun away from him and beats the shit out of him. And then after, when the guy is already unconscious on the floor, he yells, come on, even though, even though he's the only conscious person in that room. In the room. Gideon is such a, such a bastard to unsubs and sorry when Gideon is a bastard to unsubs he is such a bastard that it makes you feel bad for the unsubs Gideon is like okay I would like to say this episode renewed my hatred for Gideon previously I was watching some episodes of Criminal Minds with Paxton and Paxton would constantly remind me that Gideon is is Mandy and Mandy is a good guy which is true yes but when you watch it without Paxton you're reminded that Gideon is Gideon <laughs> And he's he sucks. 
but his only redeeming quality is that he bullies unsubs just so yes. well. <laughs> the end quote was from Faulkner, William I mean, Faulkner. Yes. And it's and rather than it being, you know, uh, said while they're, you know, doing a shot of the plane, it's a shot of him and Reed playing chess again. Mm. Reed is like, I got you in check in three moves. And there's like a weird shot of like... <laughs> yes, once again, Gideon brain blast. Gideon has a brain blast where he like constructs in his mind like different chess moves he can make. And he immediately checkmates Reed. Yes, that's like literally the end of the episode. <laughs> it's the end of the episode. So what did we learn from this episode of Criminal Minds? I think we learned that um, you shouldn't say that when your kids survive a fire that they were tested by God. <laughs> yes. And that you shouldn't assume that people who set fires in college are dudes. And we learned that you should have interior hallways only. And we also learned sex and power. We learned sex and power, and we learned um, break up with your partner and become gay. To date a man named Brian. Lily. Lily? <laughs> Lily didn't break up with anybody to date Brian. No, but Lily did um, become by to date Brian, which is That's just true. valid. She, she had, like, the inverse of Campo Man. Yeah. Well, I think what we learned with this, with this episode is that it's okay to date Brian. What did we miss? From, what did I personally miss from this episode? Uh, what are my critiques? Let's say, um, not enough. Paul, uh, nope. Yeah, not <laughs> my critiques of this episode are not enough polycules. Not enough. Nope. Or enough polycules, plural. <laughs> my critique uh, of this episode: not enough BAU polycule. Period. <laughs> there we go. Correct. But glad that JJ was here this time. Glad that JJ was here this time. What was your favorite moment? I. I think my favorite moment was, of course, once again, Gideon being like, um, nice Chinese symbol. Did your girlfriend give that to you? And why do you want to break up with her? I think mine was Hotch being like, Gideon, you can't reason with this girl. And then immediately trying to reason reasons with, with this girl. Yeah, that's All fair. right. So... So it's, I think it's time to say goodbye to homophobe. No, sorry, he's not homophobic. <laughs> time to say goodbye to your least homophobic. Your least homophobic, Jason but not completely Gideon. not homophobic. He's uncle. doing his best, Jason Gideon. Yes. Next time we'll be watching season one, episode three. Won't get fooled again. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Hi, guys. Editing Paxton again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Queer Minimal Minds. You can find us on TikTok at Queer Minimal Minds, and you can listen to us either here at our RSS feed or on Spotify. See you next time.